Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and we got trailers, news from Hollywood, and a box office battle from the weekend where Spider-Man took on Elemental. Let's start with that first with the domestic top five. Moving back to first place is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse with $19 million. Staying in second place is Elemental with $18.4 million for a total of $65.4 million. In third place was The Flash with $15.1 million for a total of $87.5 million. Fourth place was No Hard Feelings which opened to $15 million. And in fifth place was Transformers Rise of the Beasts with $11.7 million for a total of $123.1 million. So this was a close battle between Spider-Man and Elemental. For Elemental, a great word of mouth is already kicking in with only a 38% drop from its opening weekend. It still has ways to go to turn a profit, but it is putting up a fight. That is more than I can say for The Flash, where the poor reception of the film has taken effect with it dropping 72% from its opening weekend, which, for what was supposed to be a summer blockbuster, is a disaster. Before the summer started, I was wondering if this had a chance of hitting 300 million domestic. Now, at this rate, it's just gonna barely pass 100 million. What a mess. We did get one new release with no hard feelings from Sony, starring Jennifer Lawrence. The reported budget for the R rated comedy is around 40 million, so if it holds on well, it could make a small profit at the box office. As for next weekend, we have Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Now, let's talk about China, where it looks like they have another big hit on their hands. Opening in first place is Lost in the Stars with 74.5 million for a total of 103.6 million. It did open on Thursday, so 103 is basically a four-day opening. Opening in second place was Love Never End with 12.4 million for a total of 24.9 million. Like Lost in the Stars, it opened early, but this one opened even earlier. In, uh, opening instead on a Wednesday for a five-day opening. Third place was Transformers Rise of the Beast with 8.6 million for a total of 83.2 million. Uh, fourth place was The Flash with 3.6 million for a total of 24.8 million. And in fifth place was Elemental with 3.2 million dollars for a total of 11.7 million. So what is Lost in the Stars? It's a thriller movie where a husband and wife go on a trip together, the wife goes missing, and just as the search for her seems hopeless, she turns back up seemingly completely fine but the husband doesn't believe it's his real wife and is instead an imposter for international numbers the flash earned another 26.6 million for a worldwide total of 211 million that is just terrible and if it keeps collapsing like this it might not even make it to 300 million worldwide uh elemental like it is domestically, is holding on well, earning $31.3 million for a worldwide total of $121.1 million. It should be noted that it is going off in Korea, where it went up 18% in the market compared to its opening weekend. No Hard Feelings did open internationally as well, earning $9.5 million for a worldwide opening weekend of $24.5 million. Transformers Rise of the Beast earned $25.6 million. For a worldwide total now of 341.3 million, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is still doing well, earning another 22 million for a total of 560.3 million, and The Little Mermaid earned 9.4 million for a worldwide total of 499.3 million. We start off the news 
uh, with Cineworld, where the Georgian Bankruptcy Court has approved the reorganization plan. As the process moves forward, we now know a few things. The Cineworld stock from the London Stock Exchange will be delisted, and all shareholders of the company will be wiped out. Also, the 4.53 billion of debt Cineworld has will also be wiped out. Still no word on if there will be any job cuts during the reorganization. As for the shareholders who are getting wiped out due to this, it sucks, but it is part of stock trading and investing. In an update from the Actors Guild and the studios, they have agreed to continue their current contract to July 12th to continue negotiating. If a new deal is not made by then, a strike would happen on the 13th. This helps the studios quite a bit as it allows actors to promote their films, so the marketing for Mission Impossible, Barbie, and Oppenheimer will be out in full force in early July. Remember, if a strike does happen, even if a finished movie is about to come out, actors cannot go and do interviews and promote the movie. So it's not just a lack of making new films. For studios, they lose a way to market the ones already done. Speaking of marketing for the upcoming movies, Tom Cruise posted on his social media accounts a picture of him and director Christopher McQuarrie with tickets to see Indiana Jones, Barbie, and Oppenheimer. Quote, this summer is full of amazing movies to see in theaters. Congratulations, Harrison Ford, on 40 years of indie and one of the most iconic characters in history. I love a double feature, and it doesn't get more explosive or more pink than one with Oppenheimer and Barbie. End quote. This isn't a big surprise from Cruz. He loves to support films and go into the theaters in general. Uh, I mean, who could forget the, uh, you know, when Tenant was the only movie really out in theaters, you know, early on in the pandemic. He filmed himself going to, you know, in London, he filmed himself going to a theater, watching it, again, not specifically because it's Nolan Tennant, but go to the theaters, have a good time, so that's what he does. Over at DC, we have our new Superman and Lois Lane, uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran have chosen David Cornsweet uh, for Clark Kent, Superman, and Rachel Bosnan as Lois Lane. I'm going to be honest, I have not watched any of their work, so I don't know if they are good choices or not, but look. Them and a few others did a screen test, and they were picked from it, so there had to be something good, right? Now we need to see how they fill out the rest of the cast, like maybe a Lex Luthor? Over at Disney, they are continuing the casting for Tron Aries with Jodie Turner-Smith, Evan Peters, and Greta Lee joining the film. Turner-Smith was great in After Yang, uh, which I saw, and I've heard uh, Greta Lee is great in past lives. That's, that's a film I do need to see. So it looks like solid castings all around. For Taika Waititi's next film, Next Goal Wins, while it won't be in theaters until November, it will have its premiere at the Toronto Film Festival in September. And we got quite a few new trailers, the first being from Lionsgate, and that is a new action film starring Liam Neeson. It's called Retribution and comes out in theaters August 25th. Universal released a trailer for their upcoming video game adaptation of Five Nights at Freddy's. It's set to come out both in theaters and on Peacock on October 27th. And finally, we got a new trailer for from Warner Brothers for Dune Part 2. Shocker. Still looks really good, and I can't wait to watch it. Comes out November 3rd. We start off VOD Premium over at Peacock, where they announced that Book Club, the next chapter, comes to streaming service June 30th. Over at Amazon, Tyler Perry is now working on the first film in the four-film contract with Amazon Studios. The film is called Black, White, and Blue and follows Fella Blackburn as she looks to get to the truth and get justice for her husband who was shot and killed by a cop. Perry wrote the script for the film and will also produce and direct. 
Hulu has bought the U.S. rights to Self-Reliance. The film is directed by Jake Johnson, making his directorial debut, and it also stars him, Anna Kendrick, and Andy Samberg. It will premiere on Hulu as a Hulu original on September 8th. Apple has cancelled High Desert, starring Patricia Arquette after one season. Uh, as for the big TV show hit for Apple, Ted Lasso, obviously, uh, it did go out on a high note with the show being watched for 1.2 billion minutes for the week of May 29th to June 4th. This is from the uh, Nielsen ratings from that week. This is when uh, the finale episode was released, which had the biggest share of all the minutes watched with 529 million minutes. I would be surprised if Apple can't work out a deal with the creators for a spin-off series following some of the characters after the finale. They are going to push hard for it. Over at Paramount, they have launched their updated Paramount Plus service, now including Showtime. With this, they have updated their plans as well. The cheapest is Paramount Plus Essential, which does not include Showtime, and will cost $5.99 monthly, and will have ads. And for $11.99, you can get Paramount Plus with Showtime, which it's either no ads or it is very limited ads. It's one of the two. Besides the launch of the updated service, Paramount continues to make cuts with content. This week also saw the removal of Inside Amy Schumer from Paramount Plus. And for Showtime, two shows that were in development are now cancelled. The first was the Gattaca show uh, we talked about earlier this year. And second is Seasoned, which would have starred Manny Patkin. As for why these two shows are being cancelled, Variety is reporting that it is due to them being produced by a third party. For example, Gattaca was to be made by Sony. Now, these shows might not be dead for good, as the cancellations mean that they can try and sell them to other interested parties. It looks like moving forward, Paramount is trying to keep as much production as they can internally, which, if you're a studio looking to cut costs, is one way to do so. And as I for this episode of Box Office Receipts, if you want to follow me on Twitter or Facebook, links to those are in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And see you next time.